have any of you guys ever seen Home Alone and then Home Alone 2? Okay, so, you know, it's like this is the sequel, so it's basically the exact same story, just in a different city. That's what's happening, okay? So, um, we are... (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, thank you. You guys like that? Okay. I'm funny. That's great. Okay. So, um, (laughs) I'm so glad that went off, because, like, you know, I was like, that could... They cannot get it. Anyway, um, we are doing the same thing, but here's why. Okay, so did you guys know that our brains are lazy? They are. And our brain, when we are learning new concepts, we, especially like new words or new definitions of words, our brain only catches like every fourth word because it's like, that's new. Don't like that. Don't want that. You know, it, it's used to autopilot. It likes autopilot. So when we learn new things, we have to be so on and so focused um, that it's a really good idea to hear something repeatedly over and over so that you catch more things. So that's what's happening today is um, your brain heard it last week. You're actually going to hear it again this week so that you can pull down more Um, of what we did so we can put it into practice. So um, the first thing I think I want to do, excuse me, (coughs) that's dairy. I ate yogurt this morning. That's not the COVID. But um, so um, (laughs) I did. I was like, I ate some dairy today. Okay. um, The first thing I want to do is I want to start with a song. And I know we just got finished with worship, but this song, I just want you to, and we it's up on the, on the PowerPoint and everything. It's got lyrics I'm so excited. Um, so just to kind of set the stage for and to get us ready for, for this moment of what we're about to do, because this song, I just think, I'll just let the song speak. So yes, that is Truth Be Told by Matthew West. Um, and that gets me because I am, you know, truth be told, I am somebody who likes to present like I've got it under control and like I, I'm okay. And um, and if I'm, if I'm not okay, then I at least want to control the narrative. So I'll be vulnerable, vulnerable about my weaknesses, but I want to be in control. So I'm like, well, let me just tell you about it. And then I don't feel so weak if you notice it. You know, I kind of put it in front. Um, so, but why is it that, um, that not being okay is so not okay in Christianity? You know, it's like we do feel like we have to have it all together. And yes, I understand that there's, you know, we've got to be a witness and all of that. But part of part of coming into the kingdom is renewing our mind and becoming whole and becoming better. You know, remember last week I quoted Caroline Leaf and um, she's a brain scientist and she estimates that 87 to 95 percent of sickness and disease is rooted in toxic thinking. And what that means is it's not that that people's, that, that they think they're sick, but they're not. It's that your thoughts make you sick. Your toxic thinking, your bitter thoughts, your unforgiveness, your anger, your rage, all of those things are actually doing damage to your body. And that makes you sick. So we want to do something about it. So like I said, we're just kind of going to go over what we did last week. So we're, uh, the main scripture today is Philippians. We're going to read that again. So rejoice in the Lord always, Philippians 4, 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, 
If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So uh, we broke that down last week. Um, So basically, when the Lord started talking to me about this scripture, the thing that stuck out the most is the part about... um, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests to be made known to God. And I realized that there's an exchange that happens, that he says, don't be anxious about anything, but instead do this. It's an exchange. So the way that you're not anxious is to pray about everything. And we're going to learn a tool today on, or we're going to relearn it, <laughs> on how to pray about everything, what that looks like, or a way that you can pray about it. This isn't the only way you can do it, but it's a good way. So, um, but this is the way that we pray about everything. Um, it's going to help us disassemble the pain and the disappointments. And again, um, the concept of this tool, I, I didn't come up with myself. <laughs> it's, it's a very well-known tool that people use all the time. I particularly learned it from the book, I Do Hard Things by Havila Cunnington. Um, and that was a great um, book, by the way, if anybody ever wants it. But, um, so, but what I discovered is that the answers and peace come after we've processed our anxieties with prayer. So, um, and then, then we stack stones and we meditate on praiseworthy things after we've processed our anxieties and pain. And so um, there's just this process of, you know, what I've discovered, you know, is that you you have all these disappointments and pain in your life and it begins to pile up and we don't know what to do with them, so we stuff them because it's too painful. And then we try to make ourselves feel better. We're like, oh, well, it says in Philippians, you know, to, to think about all these, um, it says to meditate on these things. And so we do, we try to meditate on all these, po- we, tr- we try to do the word. I'm meditating on all these positive things and thinking happy thoughts. But deep down, that disappointment is still there. And so basically what you're doing is you're stacking your disappointment or you're stacking uh, your stones or you're trying to be praiseworthy, but you're just shoving it on top of your disappointments. And so this tool teaches you how to process your disappointments, get rid of your disappointments so that you can then think about praiseworthy things um, and do it better. So the way that God showed me, again, I said this last week, was that our thoughts, hold on, side note. Uh, I, I binged watched um, Get Organized with the Home Edit on Netflix. Now, has anyone ever seen that? Okay, well, it's your new show to binge watch. It's not that long. It's only four seasons. But um, <laughs> it's fine. But um, so this is where I got the idea for this because they're all like organizing closets, right? They're like, you got to take it. You completely empty out the closet. You organize things based on, you know, whatever they are, shoes in one pile and this in another pile, you know, you based on categories. And, and then everything goes into a container in there, in this show, everything goes into a container and then you organize it based on um, rainbow colors, like in a rainbow. So anyway, (laughs) color-coded, all the things. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really so much like to organize my house. I mean, I do, but I really don't. And I'm like, I love thinking, (laughs) you know. I love mental health. That's my thing. That's my niche. And I'm thinking to myself, I should organize my thoughts like that. I should put them into containers. Right now they're just swimming around in this messy closet, you know, and they're not making any sense, and I'm trying to, you know, buy new things. I buy my new nice things and I pile them on my old janky things and I'm not getting rid of stuff, right? And so we just have this big jar of crud. So anyway, so that we need to organize. Anyway, that's how I got the idea for this. So 
there's that. You guys can watch it and think it's cute. But um, <laughs> so um, a few things that I missed or underemphasized last week. Do you guys ever do that? You do something or you present something and you leave and you go, oh, I wish I would have said this. Or I had that, so I need to clear that up right away. So the first thing is that um, this tool can be used for everyday disappointments, situations, and offenses. It can be used to process old memories. It should be used for that. But if the memories are traumatic, okay, do not attempt to do it alone unless you're kind of a pro, unless you've been doing it for a long time. Don't attempt it alone. This is what our emotional healing ministry is for. Okay, so just want to make that clear. Um, the other thing is that grief is not always rooted in a lie or negative thinking. You know, sometimes things happen like death or loss or tragedy, and that's just grief. The Bible says, you know, that there is a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. So many times, however, grief is, is godly grief. You know, it's just I, I've lost something, so I'm sad but it's also attached to lies and negative thinking. So usually it's a mixture of both. And so you will know um, that your grief is rooted in a lie when it's coupled with hopelessness. Or it has, I think I put some other things. If hopelessness, despair, and unforgiveness are partnered with the grief, then that is evidence that there are lies that are believed. And so using the tool will be beneficial. Um, Godly grief and sorrow will be filled with hope and peace. And you will process that with the Lord as he leads. And so, uh, you know, a great example of that is when my mom passed away and um, this year. And there was, there was good, godly grief. You know, I was sad and, and I, was, I missed her. Um, but there was also pain associated with it because of the lies I was making up in my head. I had a lot of regrets I had a lot of disappointments. I had, I had was, I, I didn't feel like I finished well, you know, or ma- I think I finished well. I had a really bad season with her, you know, but I finished well, so there were some regrets, things like that. So I had to process that part of it with the Lord. Um, but the grief part of missing her and wishing she were there on Thanksgiving and things like that, that's just part of a process with the Lord, and, and that's okay. So I wanted to make that distinction. Um... And then, I'm so glad this PowerPoint is here. Can we just take a minute to just praise Jesus and Benjamin right now? Praise the Lord. Okay. Um, So the other thing that I did is I did not emphasize forgiveness uh, enough. I know I said it. I know it was in my thing, but I want to really emphasize it, okay? (laughs) So um, forgiveness is absolute necessity, And you cannot forget to forgive yourself. So you will notice, because we're going to be doing lots of examples today, is that I am going to emphasize forgiveness and forgiveness of yourself. But make note of that. The other thing that I underemphasize, wow, that's really small. I should have made my font bigger. Sorry about that. Can you guys see it? (laughs) We're so hard on this PowerPoint, nobody can see it. Anyway, um, so (laughs) it helps me. That's okay. So um, Paul says in Philippians to pray with thanksgiving. I, I, I underemphasized that last week. And so, and I'm actually going to show you, I'm going to be more specific about how to journal. How to, it's one thing to understand the concept, 
You know, I understand the concept. Okay, well, how do I actually do it? How do I put it into practice? How do I journal it? And I'm going to show you how to do that, and we will be framing our um, conversations with the Lord, because that's what this will be. The purpose of the tool is to grow in intimacy. So these conversations with the Lord will be framed in thankfulness. Thank you, God, for showing me this, you know, and so I will emphasize that as well. But I wanted to get that out in the beginning so that I remembered to, t- to do it. Um, okay, so let's review the tool. Um, I said that already. Um, okay, so when renewing your mind, you can't just change your thoughts. It's not enough to do that. So just like organizing a closet, you have to purge or else the clutter will keep it all messy. And we can't just stack stones on top of disappointments. We have to process those disappointments and pain, purge it out, empty the jars, and then fill them up with our testimonies, the word, prophecies, and thankfulness. So let's break down the tool. Okay, so remember the first thing, circumstances. That is the thing, you know? (laughs) It is what is happening. It's just the facts. It's no opinion. This is neutral. It's not good or bad. Okay? Our thoughts are the story that we make up in our head about the circumstances. Okay? So... Um, like for example, the PowerPoint wasn't working. So the story I started making up in my head was, (laughs) I'm going to bomb. It's going to be awful. I'm going to freak out. You know, that whole thing, which then created some emotions. (laughs) Um, and definitely I was sweating. (laughs) So, so circumstances lead to thoughts and the thoughts are the story we make up in our head about the circumstance. Our thoughts are what lead to feelings, okay? Our feelings are best described in one word and are birthed from the thought we had. So the circumstance doesn't cause your feelings. Your thoughts do. So nobody can make you mad. The thoughts about what that person did make you mad. The story you made up in your head about what that person did is actually what made you feel mad. Okay, and so um, feelings are, we are actually very out of touch with our feelings. A lot of times we can just come up with sad, mad, and glad. That's all I, that's all I got. Bad. I feel bad. How does it make you feel? Bad. You know, <laughs> so, but there are other uh, feelings that are out there, <laughs> like, that you might want to discover, um, like hopelessness and vulnerable and um, anxious or fearful or trapped Yes, Um, unloved, unprotected. Those are all feelings, very vulnerable feelings that we don't like to feel. So your feelings then lead to actions. And the actions are what you do, your action, your inaction, or your reaction. And then the results are the outcome of the action. So again, a circumstance happens, and then I have thoughts about that circumstance. Those thoughts lead to me having feelings. My feelings then lead to me doing something, and then I do something, and then I have to pay the consequence of it or reap the benefit, whether it was a good or bad action, okay? Yes. So, but many times, and this is with everything, literally everything you do. You think a thought about it, you have a feeling about it, you do something about it or don't do something about it, and then you live with the result. That's literally everything. And, um, So you can use this tool. It's a very versatile tool, okay? So you can use it in lots of different ways. Um, So, but I am going to show you how to journal. 
with this and using it when, you, when you're just trying to discover, when you're trying to organize what's happening in here. Okay, you're like, okay, it's all chaotic. Okay, so how do I journal? Oh, I wish I would have made that bigger. Okay, <laughs> how do I journal? So um, get alone with God in a quiet place, a quiet and peaceful place. Those of you with small children, you're going to have to ask your spouse for help here, <laughs> okay? And spouse, step it up and do it. Um, let them have a quiet and peaceful place. Get your favorite hot drink. Get a little blankie. You know, just get cozy with the Lord. <laughs> get your journal and your favorite pen. Or if you're like somebody who needs electronics, then get your laptop and put it on your favorite font, okay? Like just make it as aesthetically pleasing as you need it to be, okay? Um, yes, that's right. You're just setting it up. Okay, so then you're going to set up your journal paper with a tool. So you're going to leave spaces, and you, so you're going to write circumstance, leave some space, uh, thoughts, leave some space, action, leave some space, feelings, feelings sorry, <laughs> actions, results. And you're just going to leave some space. And then you're going to have space underneath it as well because you're going to continue journaling as you unpack it. Now, um, then you are going to pray and invite the Holy Spirit to be a part of this process. And then you're just going to sit quiet. Sit and be quiet and allow yourself to be aware of all the swimming thoughts, the memories, the emotions, everything that's just bubbling. Okay? And that can be dangerous sometimes. If you realize it's too much, sign up for emotional healing and have somebody walk you through it first. Okay? So, um, but I think we can do small, you can do small things. For sure. So then you're going to begin to pull down those swimming thoughts, putting them in their respective container, okay, or journal spot, your journals, wherever it is, and you begin to just sort them out. So you won't always start with the circumstance because sometimes I don't know what happened to make me feel. All I know is that I feel bad and mad all the time. I don't know what happened to make me do that. But I know that I feel bad and I feel irritated and angry all the time. It makes me lash out at my kids and my wife and my family life stinks. That's the result. So you sit down and you start here in the journal. I'm going to give examples of how to start in the middle, how to start from the beginning, all of that. Lots of examples. So uh, you do that. And when you're journaling, you're going to speak directly to God. Okay, so once you start writing it down. So, for example... And I don't care if you use Father God, Jesus, or Holy Spirit. Pick one and start talking to him. <laughs> Whichever one's your favorite. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I used each one in, in this. So, circumstance. Jesus, I want to tell you about something that happened. The purpose of this journal is to create intimacy. Yeah. It's to create intimacy with your friend and your Savior and your Father. Yeah. And so you're just telling him, Daddy, something happened and I need to tell you about it, okay? And then thoughts. I chose Father God. Father God, this is what I'm afraid is going to happen. This is the story I'm making up in my head. These are the thoughts that I'm thinking. This is, this is what I think, this is what I'm thinking about myself, and this is what I'm thinking about the other person, because I'm ticked, and I'm judging somebody right now. And you tell him everything, you write it all down, and you're talking directly to him. Same thing with feelings. Holy Spirit, I'm so angry. I'm lost. I'm, I feel abandoned. I am, I am stretched. I'm strained, and I'm worn out. 
and you tell him that. And then you say, Lord, and this is what I'm doing. I'm lashing out at my family. I'm not happy about it. I am, I am, I'm disconnected from you. I can't even, I can't even get connection with you. I'm just, I'm doing all these things that I don't like to do, and I don't even recognize myself. And the result is that my family is, is suffering. People are suffering because I'm hurting them. You know, whatever it is. And you write all that down to the Lord. You're confessing it to the Lord. So, um, so here's for the right-brainer. So somebody, um, there's a gal, I think her name is Morgan, that listened to it online. And she um, drew this, and this is how she did it. So <laughs> I was just, I put this in here so that you guys could just see that if you're a right-brainer um, and you need pictures, you can actually do your journal like this if you want to. <laughs> you can do any one of those things. You can be creative. I think Carmen even said, I need to get me some jars because I'm a tactile. Any of you tactile people out there, get you some jars. Whatever you need to do, do it to make this your own. Okay. So, um... Okay, uh, so if you, how many of you were able to do it, or at least wanted to do it this week? <laughs> it's like, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> okay, so you may have noticed that you've got a struggle area, okay? Um, you may not be able to kind of recognize um, certain things. So there are, um, some of us have difficulty differentiating thoughts from circumstances or the facts. Sometimes we are so, I want to read this because I don't want to get it wrong. Um, the story made up in their head is so deeply rooted in fear that it feels like absolute fact. And it becomes hard to separate the fact from their story. And so the work that they need to do um, is recognizing and identifying unproductive thoughts that are rooted in fear and disaster avoidance, okay? Because sometimes, you know, you can do that. You're like, I'm trying to think of a good example of that, but I, anyway, okay, we can try this one. And please, I might fumble this one, okay? But like you come in contact with somebody that has COVID, right? And then you're convinced, I'm definitely going to get COVID. You know, those are the thoughts that you're thinking. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get bad, bad sick, and I'm going to be hospitalized because I have this condition or whatever. Right. And we do. And, and, um, and so we begin to make up the worst case scenario story of, of what's going to happen. And so, but, but you're convinced. You know, like there's no separating that. It's like, no, now that may happen, okay, but, but it's not guaranteed. That's not the fact. The, the, the simple fact is I came in contact with somebody but I can change that narrative and I can partner with God and, and see what he wants me to do. Does he want me to load up on some vitamin C and zinc? That's what I'll do. You know, things like that. So anyway, but sometimes um, we get, especially people who are very fearful, they get stuck there and they think that um, that's the same. So if you're like me, you may have noticed um, that you have a hard time really identifying feelings. Okay. I have a hard time identifying any feeling other than anger or frustration or irritation. That is my first, the first one that happens. That just irritates me, you know? And um, because I don't, you know, fear and irritation and all that stuff, those are secondary emotions, okay? They are the bully emotions that come out to protect you because you actually feel some pretty vulnerable emotions back behind it, and we don't like those. 
So we don't like to say, I feel rejected, or I feel abandoned, or I feel left out, or I feel whatever. We don't like those. So we power up. Some people are just totally out of touch with their feelings. They're like, I don't know. I think I do. That's, I mean, that's me. I'm like, I don't really think, I, I don't take time to feel my feelings. I think it, I do it. That's what I, I just skip over it. But they're there. I'm telling you they're there. Everybody has them. <laughs> so the work that, that you're going to have to do if you're somebody like me is to sit with God and sit and go, what's behind that anger? What's back there? I don't want to feel it, but I have to feel it. I got to feel it to get rid of it. I've got to be honest, with, just like that song. I've got to be honest with the Lord. He already knows what I'm thinking and feeling, and I'm journaling it to him, you know, so let's just be real. I feel rejected. I feel offended. I feel hurt, you know, whatever that is. Okay, so um, some of you may have noticed that you can identify the story you're making up you know all the feelings you feel, but you're like stuck and you really don't do anything about it. Like you're like, you're paralyzed, can't move. And so the work that you're going to have to do, which is good if you're mad and you don't do anything, about, I mean, it's kind of good. At least you're not affecting others, right? You're not like lashing out or something. But, but when it comes time to, to going into action, when it comes to like, well, let's do this tool, you're going to have to do the work. You're going to have to be like, you know what? I'm weak in acting, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to put action to this. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to do what I need to do. And um, so anyway, so there's that. So you're going to notice that you might, you're probably going to be weak in one of those areas. And when you notice that, that's when you want to emphasize that. Do the work in those areas specifically. Um, let's see. What is next? Oh, we're not there yet. Not quite. So, um, so like I said, when you, um, when you come up with a scenario, so what you'll do is you'll sit with the Lord and you will begin to journal. And you'll start with however, like I said, I'll do this in a minute. So you start with your, your journaling and you will put them in their proper categories. This is what, I, this is what happened. This, these are the thoughts I'm making up in my head. These are my feelings. Th these are what I'm doing. And these are the results. And I'm not happy with those results. Okay. And you get that all in your journal, however you want to do it. And you're speaking directly to the Lord. So the next thing you want to do is you want to empty the container. Okay. And you empty the container, um, starting with the actions and results. So you are going to repent for your actions that led to the results that you're living in. Repent for your actions that you led to the results. Um, and acknowledge um, that you aren't happy with the consequence. So you're going to pray to the Lord again. You're going to make amends when necessary. Humble yourself before the Lord. Um, all of those things. You're going to empty your feelings out onto the Lord. Oh, sorry. So the, here's the next one. Did I do all this? Because I think this is where my notes were different than my slide. I think this is the one I panicked on. Okay, no. Okay, so you're going to, um, once you get, you're repenting for your actions and your results, then you need to empty your jar and dump out all of your feelings onto the Lord. I surrender them to you. So you're going to tell him, um, Lord, I give to you all of my anger, all of my frustration, all of my pain, all of my hurt, everything that you listed before, you're literally going to give it all to him, and you're going to journal it, and you're going to talk directly to him. 
So the next thing you do is you're going to surrender your thoughts to the Lord. Um, Repent for the ungodly story you are making up in your head, for assuming somebody's motives, for using your God-given imagination to assume the worst. Yes. So Lord, I thank you. Spelled that wrong. Thank you for convicting me of believing this lie. I refuse to partner with that lie in judgment, and thank you for your forgiveness. Okay, and here is where you forgive. It's non-negotiable. Forgiving somebody is, is, that's just what you have to do. You've got to forgive whoever has offended you or whoever is a part of that circumstance. Forgiveness is huge. And don't forget to forgive yourself. Okay. Sorry, just catching up. Okay. So then the next step is to fill your jars. So, um... Now you can start over here with thoughts. So you've emptied them this way. So now you start here with filling them up. So under thoughts, start thanking the Lord for everything that you can think of. (laughs) And also include things specific to to the circumstance. So just start being thankful. Tell the Lord, I'm so thankful for this. I'm so thankful for that. I am thankful for this person that hurt me. I am thankful for whatever it is. You just start being thankful. Ask the Lord for his truth and his perspective about your situation. Lord, what do you want to tell me about this? What, what exactly happened that I'm interpreting wrong? What do I need to know? Is there information that I don't have? Tell me your perspective, your truth. And then um, begin to fill your jar with God's stories of how he can break in and show up and remind yourself of what he's done in the past. And here is where you stack your stones. So remember testimonies where he's shown up in the same circumstance before. Oh, yep, I remember that one time when you did this, and I'm just going to, yep, oh, yes. And you would begin to encourage yourself with that. Um, meditate and memorize the word of God that you've been studying. Find a scripture that you can stand on. Dig out your prophetic words and war with them. All of that. You just meditate on all of those things, any one of those things. Pray in your prayer language as it encourages and builds yourself up. And in your journal, you'll write, I thank you, Father, that you've come through for me before when I was in this situation. I remember. Thank you for that. So we're going to frame all of our journaling with thankfulness, okay, and directly to him. And I thank you, God, that your word says this, that you have good, great plans for me and you're going to prosper, prosper me and not harm me and you have a hope and a future for me. And so thank you for that. And all of that you just begin to meditate on in your thought life. Okay, then you're going to fill up your feelings. You're just going to sit there in silence and allow these feelings to, to come over you. As you're thinking those thoughts, you just sit there and you go, okay, I feel your peace. Yes, I feel your acceptance. I feel your love. Yep, I feel your protection. I feel your joy rising up inside. I feel hope. I feel hope again. Thank you, Lord, for that. And then you journal it. You write it down because you want to be able to go back later. You know, because at that moment you're sitting and feeling and then you want to write down the emotions that you, the Lord filled you with. Um, And then your action, you can journal this and do this. So what am I going to do differently based on this new, these new truths? What is it that I need to do now? Do I, if I'm offended, do I need to go to that person? Um, If some, if I hurt somebody, you know, do I need to do that? What do I need to do differently? What are my actions? 
And then you may have to wait a little bit for your results, but go back and journal that later. Wow, a week ago, I dealt with that one thing and look at how my family has changed and dated and go, oh, that reaped amazing results. My family is so much less chaotic or, you know, whatever that is. So you can go back later for that. Um, and then what's next? Okay, so now are you guys ready to practice or do these? Okay, so I made a list up here of like different situations in which you can use this. You can use it when you're offended, when somebody makes you mad, right? <laughs> so you can do it when you're trying to navigate a disagreement with your spouse. <laughs> Uh, you can use it when you're noticing that you're overwhelmed with fear, shame, rejection, or depression. Um, and actually, we're going to do the first five on here. You can use it to um, help me figure out why I just lashed out at my husband or wife or my kids. <laughs> um, you, can you can use it if you're worried about Christmas, if you're worried about finances or money or people gathering or not gathering or how I'm going to run into my relative that I can't stand or have history with. Whatever it is, you can use it for that. Um, you can use it for um, if my child has lost it. <laughs> my child has lost it and threw a fit in front of God and everyone in Walmart. How many has that happened to? And you leave and you're red-faced and you're like losing it and you're crying. Totally use it in this moment, okay? <laughs> so um, uh, if you're about to go to a new place, a new job, an unknown territory, anything, um, and if my, if my child is acting out and I want to find the root, a lot of times our kids, they don't, they're not real good at identifying what's going on. They're just behaving a certain way. Well, a lot of times we just deal with the behavior and we don't really deal with the root. We don't figure out, okay, because if you think about it, right, their actions are here and they're doing this. Well, they had a feeling before they did that thing and they were thinking thoughts before they had that feeling and something happened before that happened. So you can help your kids navigate this, okay? Um, where am I? Oh, help me find out why I'm stuck. Because, right, again, that's an action. I'm stuck. Or maybe that's a result. No, that's an action. <laughs> I'm stuck. I can't, I'm not moving forward. And you can work it backwards. Um, and to help me interpret current events. If we all did this tool when we watched the news, Okay, I actually wrote this down because I want to be real careful, and I'm going to read this. I made a statement. <laughs> so here, a lot can be said about current events in 2020, and it's a hot-button topic for everyone, and each side of the issue has their own story or narrative that's creating a lot of charged emotions. It doesn't help that news sources no longer just report the facts. They have their own thoughts and narratives, right, that they add. So I'm not going to touch the issues, but I will say if both sides of each issue would use this tool, there would be much less division, judgment, and hatred. We could simply disagree based on our personal conviction and revelation of what Jesus says about it and what the word says. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, so let's use it for the example. So this is specifically for the youth. Well, actually, we all do this. Like, just wait till, wait till I say it, and you're going to be like, I don't do that because I'm like 43 years old, but you really do. Okay, so you see a post on Insta or Snap of all your friends together without you. So 43-year-old version is, I see a post on Facebook, and all my friends are together. <laughs> right? 
So you see the post. You see that all your friends that are together, you weren't invited. You weren't, you're not there. That's the circumstance, right? So what is the story I begin to make up in my head about that? They don't like me. They probably think I'm lame, which I am. <laughs> and then you start on this self-deprecating spiral. If I wasn't so ugly, I bet they would. Or if I wasn't so stupid, I act so stupid when I'm in public. I say those things. I say things. And I don't know why I say things. And you begin to, your thoughts, right? You're, you're spiraling, okay? Um, they're probably, like, why, why? So they probably hate me. They want to talk about me. They're talking about me. I know they're talking about me. You know, whatever it is, you're making up all the stories, right? Um, and I can't believe they would go without me. You know, all these things. And then we start casting judgment. And we go, well, you know what? She's lame anyway. She's gross. I don't like whatever it is. You know, we start talking about them. Or we call a friend and we'd be like, can you believe they're all together? I'm, I don't want to be with them anyway. You know, whatever it is. So we start casting judgment. So our thoughts are just like going nuts, right? And remember, last week we learned that we have, what, 60,000 thoughts or something like that, and most of them go unsupervised. I mean, it's a lot of thoughts that we have. And they're going unsupervised because we're just making up the stories. We're thinking, thinking, thinking. And those thoughts lead to feelings, okay? (laughs) So first thing we feel, right, first thing I feel is anger. I'm mad. Um, Hate, bitterness, depends on how many times this has happened, you know? (laughs) There's some, but when I get some buildup, it starts like, oh, I'm just like, you know, anyway. So anger, rage, bitterness. But what's behind that, right, is hurt, pain, rejection. At this point, you might even be triggered from a memory of another time when you've been rejected, right? You might be triggered to your parents' divorce or something like that. So now you're reliving two traumas. You're adding two traumas to what's happening. And if this happens enough times, you begin to feel self-hate. You feel abandoned. You, you begin to hate yourself, all of those things. So there are a number of actions that can be done based on these feelings, and it depends on how petty you might be. So, um, you know, some may seek revenge, <laughs> lash out, gossip or slander. Um, others might take it more inward and it might feed their, um, their self-harming issue. Um, it could, or other controlling issue, um, it could trigger their eating disorder to be active again, whatever it is, sometimes things happen, and it, because of the feelings, you get triggered again, and, and you begin to do, go into old patterns and habits, so that's your action. Others will isolate, disconnect from family, disconnect from friends, Build up walls of protection because ain't nobody coming in. You're not going to hurt me again. So then the result of that, again, depending on your actions, um, but you have a huge mess that needs cleaned up if you were somebody who retaliated, right? Um, sometimes our, our witness is, is stained, you know, if we behave a certain way. Um, the result is that we've hurt ourselves. You know, we've brought pain upon ourselves. We've hurt our family. And then the result is that my friends actually don't want to be around me. Because maybe the first time they just, it was just, they just got missed, right? But now we've behaved in a way that, that now they don't want to be around you, <laughs> right? Um, and then maybe our family is like, I don't even know how to deal with him. And so I'm just going to, you know, our family backs away. That's the result. We never feel true love. 
Our connection with God is hindered, and then we become depressed, anxious, whatever, right? Okay, so again, right now we just sorted them, but when you're doing this, as like this is like as it happened, right? So then you go back and you go, whoo, that stunk. Why am I depressed and anxious? And, you know, so you're going back, so you're going to journal to the Lord and say, okay, when this happened, you know, these things, and you're going to talk to the Lord. You're going to journal it and phrase it in the way of, of Jesus, I want to tell you something that happened. I was, they didn't ask me, and I started making up these stories in my head. This is what I'm afraid of, is that they're all talking about me, and I'm afraid that they are, that they don't like me, because I know I'm too much. I'm too much. I know I'm too much. I know I'm annoying. I know it, and I feel so abandoned, and I feel stupid, and this is what I've done, and these are the results, and I'm not happy about my results. I'm just, I'm just devastated over them. Okay, so now we work backwards. So we journal what happened, and now we want to dump it out, right? So that's when we say, okay, Lord, I repent. I repent for my connection with you being hindered. And I repent, I repent for walking into to depression and, and anxiousness. Lord, forgive me for the mess that I made. Um, forgive me for hurting my family and for hurting myself. Actually, phrase it in thankfulness. Thank you for forgiving me. <laughs> um, thank you that my friends, or no, I confess to you that my friends um, don't want to be around me. And, and I, you know, I just pour that out to you. Um, Lord, I ask your forgiveness for seeking revenge, and I thank you that you forgive me. Lord, I ask your forgiveness for gossiping and slandering that person. You know, we just do all that. We pour it out to the Lord. Lord, I ask your forgiveness, and I thank you that you forgive me for isolating and disconnecting from my family. I ask your forgiveness for building walls, and I thank you that you forgive me. Make sense? So then... We pour out our feelings to the Lord. Lord, I give to you and I surrender to you and I thank you that you're going to take from me this abandonment that I feel. Lord, I surrender to you that self-hatred that I have. I hand that over to you. Lord, thank you that you're taking the hurt and the pain and the rejection from my life. I thank you that you are, that I'm just pouring that out onto you. And Lord, I surrender to you the anger and the bitterness that I feel. Thank you for taking it from me. And we hand that over. I'll just push that that way. So then we start saying, okay, God, these are the stories I was making up. Thank you for forgiving me for it. I, I, so this one says cast judgment. Somebody cast judgment. So you just say, Lord, I just break agreement with the judgment that I cast against them. Lord, thank you for your forgiveness for that. Thank you that you are forgiving me that for, I, and I just, super sorry, <laughs> didn't mean it, <laughs> you know, and pour that out to him. Um, and Lord, I just refuse to believe the lie that, that I'm not enough. I refuse to believe the lie that, that my friends are, you know, deliberately trying to hurt me. You know, you just begin to, all these thoughts that you are having, you just begin to break agreement with them and just thank the Lord that he's helping you. Thank you for your help in, in thinking that I'm lame. And thank you for your help. This self-deprecating spiral that I'm on of thinking that I'm just an idiot loser, God, I just refuse to believe that. I refuse to partner with that. That is not true. And I surrender that to you. 
okay? So we empty the jars, and then we fill them back up with God's thoughts, and then we ask the Lord. And again, you're journaling, and you're saying, you're saying, Lord, okay, here's what I know. I know that your word says that you will not leave me or forsake me, and that brings me comfort. So I am so thankful for that. You are always with me, and I begin to fill that up. God, what is your perspective? What really happened in this moment where these people went without me? What, because, you know, the circumstance didn't change. What exactly happened? And, you know, the Lord may speak to you and say, I didn't want you there. There's a reason you weren't there, so don't take it as rejection. They got into trouble, and it would not have gone well for you, whatever it is. And so you say, okay, I trust you, God, that you did not want me there. I trust you more than I trust them. I thank you, God, for all that you've given me. Thank you for those friends. I'm thankful that they had fun. I thank you for them. So you begin to thank God for for who they are. The people that hurt you, the people that offended you, begin to thank God for them and forgive them. You take that moment where you go, God, I forgive them for leaving me out and posting about it. forgive them for that. I release them and I forgive them. And I forgive myself for any way that I may have pushed them away or any way that I may have behaved. You know, you had that self-deprecating spiral that you were thinking about yourself and, and you begin to forgive yourself for maybe not being perfect. And um, so you do that. And then you begin to comfort yourself with more, you know, more things, more stones, whatever. But I put on here, I know that my family loves me and my youth leaders love me. <laughs> Remember that. That should comfort you. And then as you begin to think those thoughts, then um, allow yourself to sit and feel what those thoughts produce. Okay, I feel comfort. I'm beginning to feel some peace now. Okay, I feel good. Um, I feel loved. I feel accepted. I'm beginning to feel accepted. And there's joy. Yep, I can feel joy again. And so I write that down, I journal that. So, what are the actions that I'm going to do now that I've sorted this out? So, and that's when you ask the Lord, what do you want me to do differently now? Because of, based on this circumstance. So for this one, um, I put, maybe the Lord wants you to make a, make a point to be the one who organizes activities. You know, you, you be the one who does things that that's, makes a plan and does things for people. Maybe that's the action that the Lord wants you to take. Sometimes the action that the Lord wants you to take is to actually just ask your friends why they didn't ask you to go. <laughs> now, you're going to have to discern if they're safe or not to do that. But, um, one of the things that you can say is to your friends, you can say, hey, when you guys did this, the story I started making up in my head was this, was that you really didn't want me there, and that made me feel rejected, and that made me feel pain. Will you clear this up for me? What actually, what, what were you thinking? Will you help me understand? And that, that's doable. I think you guys are mature enough. I think you can do it, but us adults definitely need to do it for sure. Okay. And you could even, if you have trusted friends, so you remember the downward spiral where you're like, I'm stupid, you know, I, I'm this, I'm that. Ask your friends for honest feedback. Ask a trusted friend for honest feedback on how they receive you, you know? Do you see me as somebody who builds walls and, and is just 
hard and mean and angry all the time? Is that how you see me? Because if that's, if that's the case, that is something that you need to deal with. That is something that needs to change. Walking around with bitterness and hatred all the time, that's going to make you sick. So ask a trusted friend. So anyway, but the result of this, when you open up and you do these actions and you've sorted through all these feelings, the result is that you enjoy deep friendships that last. That's what happens. Or your relationships get severed, but you didn't need to be friends with them anyway. So there's that. <laughs> but that is part of it. But um, anyway, but remember that when you're journaling, you're turning your, your thoughts into prayers. Okay, is that helpful? Does that make sense? Okay. All right, so let me empty this out because we got another one. How are we doing on? Oh, it's that late? Okay. Um, oh, so you guys can help me pick. I'm just going to do one more. Just one more. Or you want a couple more? It's 12 after, or 10 after 12, I didn't realize. I'm like, I got five examples up here. We'd be here till one. So um, this one's important. Okay, so I have one with adults being offended, but that's kind of overkill. Let me do this with, let me start here. Let me talk about the disagreement with the spouse because this is very relevant. Okay. Yes, with anybody, you're absolutely right with anybody, any type of disagreement. This particular one is with a spouse. So, and I am a woman, so I'm phrasing it this way, that the husband did something and the woman feels it. If you're a husband, flip it the other way, you know. Okay, so, so the circumstance is my husband is short, quiet, disconnected, and not engaging. He's just quiet and reserved and has pulled away. That's the circumstance. Now, what kind of thoughts am I going to begin to think about my husband's behavior and what he's doing. So we're like, what's wrong with him? I bet he's mad at me about this thing that I did, and he's not saying anything, and he's just being really quiet, right? Start making up stories about why he's mad. So, um, and then we start, like, spiraling, right? If this happens super often, where they pull away and get disconnected, and we start going... I'm going to have to put up with a cold and grumpy husband for the rest of my life. This is going to be my life. Great. Super, super glad that this is what I'm stuck with. That's awesome. That's never happened to me. I don't really ever feel that. Chris is perfect. So, and he did tell me I could throw him under the bus. So just so you know, he's like, you can use me as an example because he's cool like that. Okay. So, um, so then, once we're hurt enough, right, we start judging. Our thoughts turn into judgments. He's such a jerk, right? He's so selfish. He's just selfish is what he is. He doesn't love me. And then sometimes, I've actually never thought this thought, but sometimes we go, worst case, we go, I bet he's cheating on me. He's disconnected. He's found somebody else. Something like that, right? And our thoughts start, okay. So then, what kind of feelings come up based on these thoughts that we're having, right? <laughs> yes. And again, my first one is anger, bitterness, resentment, frustration. First feeling I feel right there. But behind that, right, we begin to feel hopelessness or disappointment. We're hurt. We feel pain. We feel rejected, right? We feel sadness, regret. We feel not cared for. We feel unloved and unprotected. All from a little disconnection. <laughs> See what you're doing when you do that? Anyway, okay. So, um, but here's what we do. So once we're feeling these feelings, 
these are the actions or reactions that we give is we shut down. I do. I shut down. Stop communicating. Or we try to overdo it. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's the matter? Hey, what? And they're like, nothing. Yes, there is. I know something's wrong. I know. You better tell me what it is. Is it this? Is it that? And so now you're annoying him, right? And now you're in a fight, right? Um, or what you do is you're real irritated and you go in to make dinner and then your kid comes up to ask you a question and what do you do to them? Yep. You yell at them because you're actually irritated. Yep. And that's what we do. So what are the results of that behavior? <laughs> a huge chasm between you and your husband, right? Disconnection, a tumultuous atmosphere for your kids. Your kids are hurting. And too many of these circumstances and these fights and this feeling, this goes on too long, you end up in divorce or an affair. Somebody, you know, something like that. That's when tragedy, worst case scenario. Yes, yes. The result is your child is, I don't know, goes off to live a life of the prodigal. Anyway, something like that. Okay, so what you do when this happens um, is, again, you dump it out to the Lord, and I'm not going to belabor that because we did that before. But you get alone with God, and you go, okay, I'm going to, I'm, before I go to him, I'm going to get with the Lord, okay? <laughs> before I confront him about his disconnection, I am going to get with the Lord so that I am not offended when I go there. <laughs> I'm going to go to the Lord and get right with him so that I'm not offended when I go to the confrontation. Okay, so, because you do, you, that, you do need to do something about it. You need to talk about that. So, you go to the Lord, and you pour it out onto him, and you say, okay, Lord, I made his issue my issue, and here's what I did, and I confess it. Remember, you confess the, your actions and your results. Pour out your feelings to him. Lord, I give to you these feelings of frustration, of anger, of abandonment, of disappointment, of hopelessness. I give all of those things to you. And I pour them out, and I'm journaling all of that. And then I give him my thoughts. Lord, super sorry that I called him a jerk. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> uh, Lord, um, I repent for making up stories in my head. I repent for thinking the worst of my husband, for making up a story about his behavior and, and filling in the gaps myself. I ask your forgiveness for that, and I just give that to you. And Lord, I confess my sin for believing the lie that I'm going to have to put up with a cold and grumpy husband until the day I die. So <laughs> I confess that to you. Yes. So then you want to fill up your jars with the positive things, okay? So you begin to make a list of all the things you are thankful for, for your spouse. All the things that they've done, all the things, all the ways that they've come through, you know, all the, th here's why I'm thankful. This is what he does that's great, or this is what she does that's great. And I, feel, I start thinking those things. Ask the Lord for insight on how you can pray for him or for her. How can I pray? I know that there's weakness because I'll see it because we're married. So how can I pray? Um, ask the Lord how he wants to fill any voids in my life. What am I trying to get him to fill that I need you to fill? And then remember the good times and all the ways that God has moved on your behalf. Stack stones, remember all the things. All the things that's on the list, you know, of, that you do. And then you sit and you allow some peace to come. Whew. I am 
sitting in my peace. Okay, I'm starting to feel secure again. Whew. And for me, I because I, I get so twisty, I begin at this point I start to open back up. Like, okay, yes, Lord, I feel your peace. Oh, I trust you. Okay, I'm feeling secure again. Oh, yes, Lord, okay, I feel protected by you. Okay, thank you, yes, I'm so glad I'm feeling that. Okay. <laughs> and so, okay, I feel joy. I feel love. I've, I, am, I feel like I can do it. I can love sacrificially now, Lord. I can do it. Okay, I'm, I'm encouraged. And so then in the actions, um, you begin to love better. Whatever that is, you ask the Lord, what do you want me to do differently? And most likely, the Lord is going to have you go and confront the circumstance, but here's how you do it. Again, hey, when you did this thing, I started making up this story in my head, and then I started feeling this way. Will you please help me understand what, what you were actually thinking or doing? Will you help me understand why you disconnect? What's happening there? How can I actually help you instead of it negatively affecting me? What can I do? See what I mean? Okay, so you do that, and then, of course, um, the result is you have a great marriage, right? It's beautiful. Now, so you can do this, um, you know, after the fact, but the goal is that you do this so much with yourself is that right in the middle of it, instead of having to go through all these things, right, like right in the middle of it, your husband does something or your wife does something, you start thinking the thoughts and you're feeling the feelings and you instantly go, wait a minute, wait a minute. And you go and ask the question, hey, when you're, will you help me understand what you're doing here? Because I'm thinking, I'm making up this story and it's making me feel like this. This story's making me feel this way. Help me so that I can just stop the story. I want to, I need to shut this thing up. Will you help me? See what I'm saying? So you can do it instantly in that moment. So, um, Okay, real quick, I just want to say that um, if you're doing this in a, like, sometimes we don't know what's happening. Like, sometimes all I know is I'm lashing out at my family, right? I'm lashing out at my family, and the result is we're all disconnected, and it stinks. Our home life is tumultuous. I'm lashing out all the time. I'm grumpy. I'm irritated. Okay, so you can start your journaling here. Start with what you know. Here's all I know is I'm doing this. I don't know what my feelings are. I don't got no feelings. <laughs> like, most likely your feelings are anger, irritation. But you go backwards. So you work the tool backwards. You start with what you know. Okay, here's what I know. It's this. And then you go back and you go, okay, what was the feeling I had just before I did the thing? And it's usually overwhelmed, irritated, flustered, you know, whatever. And I have some examples here. Um, a lot of times, um, the feeling is, right, overwhelmed, afraid, disappointed, or hopeless. And usually, the thought that you're having is, I'm worried about something. I'm worried about money. I'm worried about security. I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about our country. I'm worried about safety. Whatever. I, I am, I'm making up some stories in my head, and it's causing me some feelings, some negative feelings. And then you have to work backwards and go, okay, what exactly happened that made this do this, you know, and it could be um, your traumatic past, which again, you may have to get emotional healing for, um, or work this with a memory. It could be a job loss, could be your current events, you know, something like that, but if you notice 
that, you know, watching the news all the time makes you feel this way, you may want to fast your news for a little bit. (laughs) Do something, make your actions, because, you know, then you're going to empty it out, right? And then you're going to ask the Lord to fill those up. I'm not going to complete it for you because you get the gist, right? We get the gist, and it's 1222, so, okay. Um, All right, is there anything that, Michelle, did I miss anything? Okay, (laughs) did I miss anything? Okay, Um, so that's it. Do you guys feel like you have a better handle on it? Okay, all right, cool. Okay, so um, let's stand and pray. All right, so Lord, I just thank you for this tool. Um, God, it's a man-made thing, um, and we're just so thankful that it lines up with your word. And I thank you that we are going to do your word, that we are going to pour out our complaint onto you. We're going to process these disappointments and offenses um, so that we can just walk um, in your fruit, in your joy, in your peace, in your patience. Lord, I just thank you for that. I thank you that um, that you want us um, just full of hope and that when we live a life that's full of hope and that's full of joy and that's full of peace, that we can do your will. The whole purpose of this tool is not so that we can just live a better, happier life. The purpose of this tool is so that we can advance your kingdom, so that we can advance your kingdom in our family, in our church, in our city, and in our state. Um, However far our sphere of influence is, God, I just thank you that that you want us affecting the kingdom. And um, so we just trust you, God, and we love you, and we're just thankful for you. In Jesus' name, amen.